Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Oh, Andy, what what happened last night? You know, I feel kind of like a National Signing Day hungover-ish. Like, oh, who did we take home last night? Uh, what's their story? <laughs> what's uh... You know, kind of, yes and no, because there was enough commitments in the last month and a half that it wasn't, like, super shocking. Like, I don't think anything yesterday that happened was all that surprising except you being the face of the thumbnail. But besides that, it was kind of like par for the course also texas freezing that was that was kind of out of the didn't pick that up thanks global warming you know i knew that that was going to happen like basically as soon as i tweeted about i tweeted at you know i was like hey does this change anything for national signing day question mark people were talking to me like i was crazy and i was like okay whatever i not like i have a meteorologist literally right in front of me at my real job and this is just a fucking side project for us (laughs) but what do i know right i I don't know anything about the weather (laughs) Neither is a meteorologist. Don't tell people that because now next time you predict the weather and it's wrong, it's like, well, he's got a meteorologist. Of course he of course he's wrong. Meteorologists are never right. I'm very anti meteorologist. The thing is that Punxatani Phil is this is what I ran in my show today. If you're not watching Ken's Five, hey, help me out. <laughs> but uh, if uh you know Punxatani Phil's getting inducted into the meteorology hall of fame this year. Is he I, really? He has legitimate beef like with meteorologists not singling anybody out in particular but there's some mets out there that are like hey i went to mississippi state i went to texas a&m i went to these you know top tier programs to tell people what i believe is going to happen in the next seven days and that freaking rodent (laughs) i don't know that i don't know what the difference between a bookie and like uh meteorologist is because both of them give predictions and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong but i'll tell you meteorologist never had his knees caps broken and i know plenty of bookies that walk with a limp so you know i don't know just something to think about pucks county phil and i have a lot in common jacob i don't know both of them are rodents both of them i but i could have told you a while ago that we were going to have a longer winter because i am in the uh the bosom of mother winter right now it is uh it's very cold you're nestled right there yeah well, I, I didn't want to talk about Groundhog until later, but I'm glad we'll get that out of the way because I really do like that fact. It's hilarious. Anyway. Um, I just can't believe that. That's just sh- yeah. so shocking to me. No, like you were um, saying, it's kind of like, you know, this whole signing day process is like um, getting with somebody after you've already been matched with them on Tinder for like months and you just like have avoided like, you know. Sure. I don't know why you're forcing this metaphor. Because <laughs> I worked really hard on it. That's why. I, I Don't worry. Okay, there's I, another metaphor coming too. I, I get it. Again, I say I kind of had an idea of who we were getting. Yeah, for um, sure. Because they've been – as soon as GJ got there, they basically started rolling out recruits, and then that's when the Take Back Texas stuff happened. I'll say that Texas State Twitter was at like an all-time peak, and then everybody was asking us for the Zoom code to get in. And no, we will not share Zoom code. <laughs> Ruin any relationship we have. I will tell you right now, Texas State fans, you're lucky that your boy Zimmel's not down there because we all would have been in that Zoom call. Because I would have shared that link so quick on a burner account. You guys would have been like, "Hey, this." uh, I would have been. Yeah, it would have been bad. 
It would have been bad. I'm glad another one of those situations where it's good that the actual journalists were there and not the people who play journalists on television. I thought about forwarding it to you so you could be in, but I knew you, you were working at that same time too. So that kind of, I had this press conference at one and like Zimmer was saying earlier, it was super cold in Texas. I had plans to go to San Marcos, but then they started closing down the school and uh, Kelly shut down the school. Wow. Um, what's the point? Wednesday, what's Thursday. the point of going? It's funny going to San Marcos for a Zoom deal. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for yeah. you to go to San Marcos. Well, no, I had I had plans to go when it was still in person because on that's Monday they had announced yeah. that it was in person. Yeah. yeah. So they that's why they kept making that reference to Kef and the Snow Dogs thing with Cuba Gooding Jr. By the way, we were four or five when that movie came out. Still holds up. Brent doesn't like it, but uh, I think he should give it a shot because it's an instant classic. It's fine. It's fine. It I watched it one time during a rainy day indoor recess. It's fine. It's not anything to write home about. Are you kidding me? So it's it's about a disgruntled dentist who has this kind of like trauma in his life. And so he goes out to, I don't know where it is, whatever, North Pole. But he tries to go figure out his life and he ends up, you know, entering a sleigh dog race. So. Who does that sound like to you? Disgruntled yeah. person moves to, sounds like you? Kind of, yeah. No. I went to Corpus gonna... Christi, baby. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Me and Cuban Gooden Jr. Same track. Sand dogs, snow dogs. Disgruntled man goes to the north, hangs out with some uh, dogs, ends up uh, winning some races. Sounds like your boy. All I'm saying, it's a fine movie. I under I'm Team Brant here though. I'm gonna be I'll be You're the Team Brant. Team Brant. The movie's fine. It's not anything to write home about. Yeah, I mean okay, whatever. I'm gonna get off the snow dogs thing. <laughs> um was there anything yesterday that stuck out to you, particularly in that press conference? I have, I have a few takeaways, but yeah, what's up with Kenny in the car? That was the thing that caught me. I was like, it's a if it's supposed to be an in if it was scheduled for an in person deal, why are you in the car? Like, well, not only it- that, right? Because signing day February first every year. So <laughs> whether or not he got the job at Texas State, I mean, obviously he wouldn't be moving because that's ended up what happened. Is he was supposed to move in. January 31, 2023, and then snow, ice in Texas, and Chris K gave us all the the snow day pass. But um, yeah, so he was moving. So he was just moving, he's moving his stuff. And that's yeah, why he was doing it from the car. Physically moving his stuff. Yeah, it was a moving day. He explains it too. And, um, I'm actually moving today. So you see me, I'm in my in my new truck um, that, that I got here uh, down to San Marcos Dodge. So excited about that. And uh, uh, we were supposed to move yesterday because of the weather. It got pushed back today. So uh, not the not the best circumstances, but I'm here. And, and uh, uh, I was hoping to see Kef and the, and the dog sled, but I wasn't able to get done. <laughs> okay. I just, that threw me off. I was like, what is going on here? You also basically shot a promo for San Marcos Dodge in there. So hit him with the <laughs> NIL deal. No kidding. Yeah, no, it's just like. That was honestly biggest takeaway. Interior of the car, spectacular. Better oh, yeah, than the awesome. Interior. We got a little Dodge Ram 1500 Longhorn Edition. You got, you know, got all kinds of good bells and whistles over here, and and uh, so really excited and, and happy. <laughs> I thought it looked really good. Um, I mean, I, I get it. I want, but here's the thing: I want a mid-season interview with him. Let's talk in January of next year. So we have a whole season. Him on the recruiting trail. I want to do another press conference where he's in the car. And I want every single one of those. Like, you know what I mean? They could, that could be a whole, like, little bit Texas State's doing. Hey, here at marketing department, get with a car company. 
do all of your press conference from the uh, the back of a car. Why not? You know, hey, look at me making money. Money moves. I think if we did that last year with Spav and he's in the backseat of a Corolla or something sponsored by <laughs> San Marcos Toyota, I'd be so, it just adds insult to injury. <laughs> like, oh, coach, you're on mute. Coach, <laughs> coach, you're on mute. <laughs> like Kia Soul in the back of the Kia Soul doing it. Yeah. So. I don't know. That was a big takeaway. Um, I don't know. I, 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 the other thing we talked about last week a little bit, we were talking about the quarterback uh, situation. And I said we could tee this up today or we could tee it up in three months. Let's tee it up today, man. Let's just pull the bandaid off. Do you like the fact, because, again, you were there, sounds like there's not a quarterback competition. Sounds like they're just giving the keys to the guy, which we've seen happen in the past with uh, Brady kind of got that deal too, where it was like, here's the keys. We've seen other quarterbacks kind of get the deal where it's like, all right, this is the guy. Do you like that? And Hornsby's the guy? We've been in separate circumstances with this happening, you know, like where it's like there's slight competition or it's like it's basically two guys who are pretty much even Steven, you know, <laughs> or like a freshman, like right out of college, like how Vit was. Right. And he mm. could have been like the next guy. And then there's like, oh, is he coming out of the woodwork? Is he? I'd much rather <laughs> just have the head coach be like, no, this four star recruit that we worked very hard to get. He's our guy right now. Unless something horribly bad happens, that's our guy. Or horribly good. Or horribly know? good, yeah. Or horribly good. Like, hey, this guy came into camp. Like, I think Ty Evans is still on the roster. Mm-hmm. Double check me on that. We've seen a lot of Ty Evans edits. I have not seen that kid throw a pass, but it seems like he's got a single real... pass. Nobody in that quarterback room has thrown a pass. In Texas State, though. In Texas State, it's, yeah. Malik has played some. Yeah, okay. Well, I was just thinking, I was thinking, thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I've seen a lot of Ty Evans highlights here. Uh, or not highlights, but edits of like him on a train. I think there's one Twitter account has him on a train, the time and train. Like, I don't know, man. Every time I put my eggs in the basket, it seems like that quarterback, Brady excluded, kind of up and down. You know, that's what why I mean? I'm kind of sticking away from him, too. You know, I solved the Malik Hornsby case, I'm just gonna leave it at that. He goes to Texas okay, State. Yeah, yeah. So, you have, have you, I have said, and I've been on the record here, and Texas State fans, you can quote me on this, you've seen it before. I have said. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. Mm-hmm. You need to have one guy. Now, granted, February 2nd, I'm not in love with the fact that we're just like, all right, yeah, that's the guy. So we haven't seen a camp. We haven't seen anything like that yet. I would like to have a little bit more of, you know, tease, tease me a little bit. Tell me that there's another guy in camp that can still be a quarterback or whatever. However, having one quarterback would not be a bad idea. <laughs> you know, having the, having the guy would be – be kind of cool. I'm really excited that Malik's here. He's been awesome since he's been in the building. Um, extremely hard worker. Um, you know, the 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 speed is real. Uh, we time those guys uh, almost, you know, twice a week, three times a week in the competition. And he's right up there with the fastest guys on the team, uh, if not the fastest. So he's he's been awesome. Everything we've hoped for so far. Um, I'm really excited to, to do some football stuff with him, uh, you know, coming up once spring ball starts. So Malik's been awesome. Well, Josh, the other thing is, Kenny, pretty uh, pretty positive, pretty excited, pretty quote happy. A lot of uh, bowl success in that interview. Uh, how how'd you feel about that? Like, I feel like I'm interviewing you you now, but like, what what was your takeaway from that? Well, because I'm I saw, I'm honored, Zimmel. Thank you so much oh, well, for I, considering I, me. 
I kind of saw that and I was not too thrilled. I've been burned before. I'm a scorned lover. I don't like to hear that we're going to win bowl games when the other guy told me we're going to win the championships. You know, and let me set this straight with, you know, the, the expectations here at Texas State. We, we're going to win. We're going to win games. We're going to win championships. We're going to win bowl games. Right, and we're going to win by playing a exciting brand of football. And the guy before that told me we were going to win games. And the guy before that told you we were going to win games? And the guy I don't, I don't remember if Franchoni said we were going to win games. I think he just said we were going to have fun. <laughs> he said the athletic department's going to pay for my country club dues. <laughs> oh, so, again, mm -hmm. the floor is yours. Your takeaway from a very positive head coach. Yeah, it was super positive. I mean, that's kind of like what all of these are, right? Everybody across the board on National Signing Day, uh, maybe minus Jeff Trailer because he's never happy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but was very happy yesterday. Uh, even them, they, I think they have the highest rated recruiting class like of all time, UTSA. Oh, for UTSA. Of wow, their own, come on, yeah. man. I, I had to run that propaganda in my show too. So, you know. But hold on. Uh, it's a young program. Very young program. And so um, I, I guess to hear GJ kind of say like where he's at and stuff, the the biggest like positive takeaway is just like even the guys like, right, they, they've been everywhere. We had the whole episode on it last week. You can look it up. Um, but he was saying like even like they were targeting guys, right? Like the Taylor Starling, South Oak Cliff, right? Didn't get him. Obviously, he ended up going to UNT. But uh, just reestablishing that relationship with South Oak Cliff, who's put out like every single D1 player this year. They had a bunch of dudes go off. Um, so, yeah, reestablishing those connections, kind of like... Yeah. And and he was saying, too, right? The Texas State has a bunch of alumni all over the place. And there wasn't one school that he said um, was like, hey, um, I went to Texas State. I'm super excited that y'all are here. They always had a guy like that. And so that was pretty encouraging, too. Just to always have a Bobcat somewhere lurking in the shadows, like, thank God this team is back. Well, let me spin that negatively because I'm a negative Nancy. What they've had Bobcats in all these high school hallways for how long and nobody was telling the kids to go to Texas State? Like, what the hell are you doing? What type of alumni network do we have? That because I mean, it is it's very much a teacher school. There's very a lot, a lot, ton of teachers that come through Texas State. I have been in a lot of high school classrooms, you know, teaching the youth. I see the Texas State flags on the wall, I see the diplomas on the wall in a lot of these classrooms. What do you mean you're not telling them to come to Texas State? Like, you have a four-star recruit in your classroom, and you're just like, you know, this other school is really good, too. No! Stand to the Texas State! What are you doing? These high school, What are these high school coaches doing? What, you know what, what it is? It's that, like, SWT mentality. Because mm. both my, my parents went to Texas State, and so my whole life I've known about this institution, right? Texas State was not my first choice where I wanted to go to school. I don't even say where I wanted to go to school because it doesn't matter now. You know, I love Texas State. But um, that door good. opened for me, right? Texas State got me in <laughs> and I didn't get into my top choice. And so all of a sudden I saw Texas State in a new light. You know, these are the people giving me a chance. This is my first offer, if you will. GJ used that too. You know how like important that first mm. offer means to you. I think one good story from this, from, you know, this, this signing class is Drew Donnelly, a guy that I identified really early when I was at Hawaii. Um, you know, receiver transferring from Cincinnati. I believe I was one of his first or second offers out of high school and, and um, you know, had that relationship with him. So when he went in that portal, um, 
you know, we were able to, to, to get it done fast and, and uh, without him even, you know, coming on an official visit because of the relationship that we had and, and you know, being the first offer is, is big. You'll, you'll see that a lot uh, with our staff. We want to be the, the first offer if we can. Um, now we want to do our due diligence and, and, and that do the, the whole process. But if we can be someone's first offer, that's that's something special to these kids and, and their high school coach. And, you know, you believed in them first. And, and that's what happened with Drew. Um, you know, we believed in him first and, and uh, to get him, you know, someone with his type of speed, talking about Drew a little bit, his production, you see him, uh, you know, going down as a gunner at Cincinnati and, and uh, the speed he has, he ran a 10-1 in high school. We, we feel like this guy can come in here and make an immediate impact. So really excited to have Drew. Uh, I think it's really just like, I don't know. He, he also talked about like athletic support from the, you know, obviously Don and, and Kelly and how important those two have been in just like getting recruits, not only on campus, but like, re- like you know, hey, this is bigger than football, right? Like you're going to have success on the field. I need to see also have success just here as you, a student. You show me a 20 something year old kid who talked to either Don or Kelly and was like, that was the thing that pushed me over the fence. Like it was in between UTSA, UNT and University of Texas, but you know, I shook hands with Kelly Dampus, and that's the thing that really got me here. I, if that happens, shout out. And you know, Prez, Prez Dampus and Don have done a ton of good stuff, and I love those guys. They seem really cool. I don't buy that. <laughs> I, I buy. It's mostly the head coach and the coaching staff that's bringing these guys in. He also talked about uh, just like players that he has now and how he was pretty excited with what he has. Obviously things are kind of subject brought to the whole team with him. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, whole team I hope really... so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. I really like the team I have. Well, great. Cause you won a bunch of games with them last year. If he was like, I hate my team. Well, shit, dude. Like what, what do you mean? You sh- that's a given. That's the thing. And that's the other big takeaway is that these press conferences, shout out to you, shout out to Kev, Carl, Colton, everybody who was there. You guys do a great job, and you're very good journalists. A lot of these people don't say anything. And that's not this conference. That's every conference. They, they don't give us a whole lot of stuff. So the fact that you got what you got yesterday was good on you guys because the most most of the time across the board, across all college athletics, a lot of these press conferences are not a whole lot going on. So. Well, now's the time to kind of be like, hey, it's hip hop happening over here, you know, because they're not they're not putting anything on tape right now. They could say that they're going to do whatever and it doesn't matter. House like, party lingo is that there? <laughs> it's that SWT mentality, man. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you know, I that's fair. Shout out to you guys. Um, So DB room, we got like 17 of them now. Uh, Everybody's a DB pretty much. Sh- yeah, right. And one of the DBs is a receiver too, Josh Eaton. What's up? DBs are receivers who can't catch. That is uh, that is what they've said. Look, Texas State was one of the, quote, best defenses in the Sun Belt last year. Do you think that all of these DBs are going to affect that? Do you think that we're going to have a better defense this year with a bunch of freshmen and transfers? I think people would just be afraid to throw it more. I mean, we've Texas State has proven time and time again that they can't stop the run, can't do the run themselves. So, I mean, I don't think that's going to well, change on our scouting yeah. report. And that's and that's a very fair point. That's a very fair point because I believe that having one of the best pass defenses, in part because you can't stop the run, not great. That's just me. Now, the defense looked really good in 2020. The whole team looked a lot better in 2020 than they did in 2021 and 2022. Um, uh, you know, 
good. We had a good defensive class, I think, this year. We talked about it last week about the guys that they're bringing in. I am not completely sure what this defense is going to look like this year. That's my my not so hot take. My yeah, poor a lot take. of shifts, and uh, the way that GJ was saying it too is like you know everybody like to get to the league right, you have to be able to play man, and that's what they play. Did he man, think they're man defense? The yeah. So that's what that's what they sold Josh Eaton on is the the ability to play man coverage and you know try and put some tape on get to the league. So that's okay. what they're gonna play a lot of. You're gonna see a lot of like single looks. What we do on defense is unique. We play so much man coverage and and that's how you get to the NFL. Um, you know, everyone can play zone, who can play man. So that was kind of the 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 pitch to him. You know, he played both ways in high school and, and so you never know. We'll we'll try to get him over there on offense some and, and see what he can do. Um, but another high profile length. We needed length. Um He's, he's another speed guy, uh, another sub 11 flat uh, 100 guy with great speed, great length. Um, so we're really excited about Josh as well. I'll tell you, I am – I'm excited. If, if he's talking about putting guys in the league, shout out to that. But I will say it for the first time. You can mark it down on the tape. If you think that because you were good at Incarnate Word or if you're a fan of the Bobcats that thinks because the head coach and the players were good at Incarnate Word that they are going to be good in the Sunbelt Conference – I have news for you. That is not how college football works. And I don't think that that is how, what I'm hoping. That's not the mindset that they have right now, because just because JMU, they have the transition in the East and looked really good and beat a lot of teams does not mean that that same formula will work for Texas state. That is, I'm putting it on the record. Now we're going to talk about it a ton. I guarantee you the first time Texas state has a long stretch of winless, say they go three weeks without a win. This will come up again. Um, I hope that that does not happen, and I hope that we do not talk about this a lot. But my point being, there's a lot of optimism. I'm optimistic. I'm very excited. National Sign Day is supposed to get your uh, your loins going. You're supposed to feel the juices flow. But, brother, I've been burned too many times to think that this is uh, this is all going to turn out to be peaches and cream. And the kind of where I was like, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait a second, coach. It was when Carl Schoening asked uh, how much of like UT UIW team was uh, going to transfer to Texas State. And it's like over 50%, isn't it? No, like not not even that way. I'm talking about like the the schematics of it, like the offense defensive schemes. The vibes. Over. Yeah, and vibes, obviously. Yeah. We're a big vibe podcast. Sorry about Just that. Technical Andy difficulties. <laughs> you got me? You're good, coach. Go ahead. All right, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and what was it about UIW, Carl? Yeah, so so how much of what you did at UIW are you carrying over in terms of like you know the boundary and field corners, the star back, the three back on offense, uh, the up tempo offense, all the above? Don't write a book about us or anything. Don't give us any scouting reports. <laughs> I, I've already tweeted all of this before, Coach. <laughs> all right, Carl. Um, yeah, a lot of that's going to carry over. Obviously, every year you're going to have tweaks and you got to fit the offense and defense to the personnel. So we'll kind of see more um, of what we have once spring ball starts and get these guys out on the field and, and see what they can do. But, uh, yeah, exactly what you said. A lot of that will carry over. Uh, but he was basically like, all of it. What do you mean? <laughs> like, it's the same thing. We're, whoop, whoop. And I'm telling you, man, like, I, I'll I hope drag, that I'll is, drop. I hope that is true. But when you look at the teams in the – especially in the West, because the West last year was kind of up and down. There's a bunch of different teams. We'll only focus on our division. Don't look at the East. Look at only at the West. Troy is going to come back really good. South Alabama is coming back really good. And I really – I you know, I hope that the offense can really open up. 
But that is the best thing that those two teams do is defense. And they also happen to have really good running offenses. The two things that we were not good at last year was moving the ball down the field in the run game. We struggled in the pass game. We struggled stopping the run. When you look at the teams in the West, those th- those two teams kind of feel like they're going to own it. And then, of course, you got Lafayette that was really good two years ago. They're trying to get back on that conversation. The West is going to be real tough. And if you uh, – let, let me say this. Kenny said that they were going to go to a bowl game this year. You- uh, our plan is to go to a bowl this year. But, we're, you know, we work every day, and, and we're building and, – and, and we want to build a champion. And that's what we're breaking out every day, the champions. And that's Sun Bolt, you know, Sun Belt and you know, conference champions. That's bowl champions. Um, champions on and off the field. So, um, to your to your you know question, we want to be you know bowl champions, and we feel like we can deliver that to you this year. Do you think that that right now we're whatever four months away from the season, five months away from the season, I guess? Do you think that that's realistic? Do you think a bowl game, a bowl bid, five, six wins, six wins? Do you think that's a realistic like benchmark for this team? I think it's a realistic goal. Uh, whether or not they get there is a different thing. I think being bowl eligible should be their criteria for success. Like we talked about last week, you know, Um, I do think they have enough talent to make some shifts, but that's a tough, you know, you're just talking about how cure bowl champions, Troy, I look forward to the cure bowl every year. So, you know, ULM is going to be bad again. Arkansas state's going to be bad again. So those are two automatics, right? And then you look at South Alabama, Lafayette and Troy. And then there's us. And it's like, if we can beat two of those three teams or one of those three teams, we'll look at, you already got your three wins there. You just need to get three more. Mm-hmm. That's very doable. But if we have a situation like we did last year where we were just, an in, we're just inconsistent, that is the thing that I did not hear yesterday when talking to Kenny is what is the goal for consistency, right? Like what, where are we when we talk like any consistency is just habit, right? Can you get in the habit of winning? Can you get in the habit of working out? Can you get in the habit of doing the right thing? And you don't know that yet because you haven't seen these guys on the field. And that's something that we'll talk about in spring ball. But that, to me, is the bigger deal here, is can they be consistently consistent? Can they consistently be good? Can they consistently get better? And hopefully hopefully they can. They are breaking out of their huddles with champions. So that's oh, does that, that do a lot? Champion mindset, yeah. That, that's, that's what I do every morning. So. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, okay. Roll out of bed, you look at the wife, you say, championship mentality. Team break, yeah. Championship mentality, ready to break. <laughs> yeah, make the eggs, get the bacon going. Look, I don't know. Maybe that's something. Maybe maybe that is, right? They say that all winning starts at tying your shoes and making your bed in the morning, right? That's supposed to be like a thing. But maybe I personally don't really believe in all that, but maybe maybe the, maybe that's the case. No, I mean, it starts starts at the, the very ground floor. Like the very, like, what are you doing? Like when nobody is watching kind of but stuff. the conversation you know? that we had six years ago when, mm-hmm. when Withers was hired was, okay, we need to have a complete culture flush. And the conversation we're having now feels a very similar conversation, Jacob. So is it still the bat? Is it still the same type of thing? Has there been no progress in six years when it comes to Texas State culture? Because I don't believe that. I can't, mm-hmm. I cannot buy that. Technically, we, this is just the same conversation over the past three coaching administrations, right? We're talking about Withers, talking about buy-in, talking about Spav, talking about buying in, DJ, talking about buying in. Is that because it's the first year that yeah. we have this conversation? Okay. Yeah, because it, it's a, not, a lot of inaugural seasons, and it's like, hey, we got to, we got to start somewhere, right? That's what do we have? Ter- I, yeah, 
I guess so. You're right. You're, it would be different, right? If like we had Jake and then Jake had some good success and then say Jake went to Oklahoma, I don't know, whatever. Insert whatever school you felt he deserved to go to after then. Maybe Berkeley again. But uh, then we went to Zach, his brother, right? And then they could continue that. We wouldn't be having that conversation. It would be a completely different scenario. Gotcha. Okay. Not too but bad. All in, all in all, good signing day. What would you grade the signing day? If oh, you yeah, make it was a graphic great. For it, if you got to make a graphic for it, what would you give it? If I, <laughs> I don't know if I would give it an A minus. Definitely like if this was a, a pass fail class, right, at Texas State, pass for sure. If this was a letter grading system, Texas State doesn't do A minuses or A pluses. UT does. Um, I would give this class just an A. Solid. Did everything we needed to do 90%. Okay. Gotcha. You? Put it on a graphic. <laughs> you don't like that graphic, do you? I just don't like saying A minus. That's just, and I, we, we've made jokes about it, but it's just like, you know. That was that was from The Athletic, too, right? I don't understand why you would make a graphic about a meet. Because, all right, here, this is the same thing with wars. We can do that tangent that I go on every week with you. The Squaring Around Bobcat or Squaring Around Podcast, Jacob. We're giving out an award. Okay. Are we Texas okay. State? A plus National Science Day. Oh, okay. A like number it. one. I'll vote. Nobody with that. does it better. Yeah, I second, I second your motion. Of the all of all the Texas State draft classes this year, this is the best one. A plus. Like, cool. Hey, I, I appreciate you as a member of the media buying into this program, so. Everybody gives awards out. They don't mean anything. This grade means nothing from the athletic. So don't put it on a graphic. And if that's kind is, of what that's like my mentality too is like it, this is a press conference. Like they're made this is the time to speak good about the program. What are they gonna do? Bring DJ Kinney in in his new truck and talk about all the if it was horrible beat, things going on behind the scenes. If it, if or it things he wants to change. What what's the lowest you put on a and we'll talk about this tomorrow when we talk about the graphics, guys? What's the hey, lowest? Oh. What's the lowest grade that you make a graphic for? B plus? B minus? I don't think you go into the Bs, to be honest. Really? So it just yeah. has to be an A. Yeah, I see a a or above. Mine's A plus. Like, if it's A plus or A, because you don't know if it's an A plus or not. If it's just A, okay, A is my line. A minus is just a little bit below that I would not have made a graphic. That's me. Whatever. But, like, you were a good student at Bandera High. Would you go run home to your mom and tell her, hey, uh, I got a B in this class. I really love school. I'll tell you. You, you were talking about the the, cl the schools you got into, like, your first choice. I chose Texas State for the affordability, not so much because I could not get into other schools. We'll put it that way. So I liked Texas State for the affordability aspect and the fact that when I was there, Bikini Hill was on fire. That place was great. A lot of rainbows, a lot of butterflies, great professors. Um, love the fact that the Trinity building was built and the radio station was not on a third floor uh, of like on a top of a hill. Love the fact it was down a hill. That was great. Um, but yeah, no, Texas State was great. Um, oh, I, we didn't even talk about this. Did you like uh, Kelly's subtle, not so subtle shot at, at uh, SPAV? I think the only people who should be shooting shots at other people on Twitter are fans. Um, I think it's getting at the point, man, it's getting to be a lot between Withers and Spav and Kelly. It's just like, can everybody just not, can we stop it, please? Like I understand for the content machine chat hashtag content, like I'm here for it. But like as a person who is getting up there in age, like I'm getting too old for this, 
you know, man on Twitter, this is other man on Twitter, you know? This is something that 15-year-old Andy would be all over. But 25-year-old Andrew is like, grow you've up. Turned, you've turned a new leaf. You're not even the same person uh, we had in college. No, I'm not. I'm, much, I'm a much more humble and um, realistic fan, I think. We talked about Groundhog Day, right? I want to go to the weather now with, the, with our Groundhog. <laughs> but uh, do you think Texas State saw its shadow yesterday? You know, is it going to be kind of another dry season or is it going to be a season of success? Season of success. I'll go season of success um, for football team for sure. Baseball and softball. I think baseball will be, I'm going to optimistically say and say we hit the same benchmark in conference to say that we're going to go to a super regional is I, I hope that that is what we do. But I think that like saying that is kind of like. There's people um, saying that we should host both regional softball and uh, baseball. <laughs> I thought that was ridiculous. That's, <laughs> like, that's never going to happen. That's a lot. I mean, I do we have the, we have the facilities for it for sure. I think, I think we have a nice enough facility to do it. Um, I think if we hosted we'll, one. That would be great. Like softball. We'll, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Will, will we be good enough? God, I hope so. I hope so. I'm just saying, can we win the conference? Can we win the conference tournament? Those are the two things that I am, like, very locked in on. Mm-hmm. I'm very locked in. Softball is going to be better. I think softball is going to crescendo. I think this is going to be the best year that they've probably had under Woodard, hopefully. Um, the team looks really good. This is the first year that I'm actually looking at it and being like, the pitching is A-, minus, A+, plus, whatever you want to say, and the hitting is coming back really strong. There was a couple years during the uh, Randy Rupp era for Texas State fans to kind of remember the last great, great pitcher that they had where the offense was kind of middling and Rupp was having to pitch one inning or uh, one run, two run games and losing three, two. You kind of don't want that. You, you'd like your pitcher to give up a run a game, run in half a game and win a bunch. And I think that's kind of where they're at now that, um, the, the pitching is really good. The hitting is really good. The softball team, I think, will be set. Baseball team, kind of a crapshoot. We'll, we'll see We'll see if they do what they did last year. They lost a lot of great talent. Um, it's February. This month, we start baseball games. Last, end of the month is when baseball really kicks off for Texas. So, fingers crossed. And this is uh, Coach Woodard's 22nd or 23rd year. She's chasing win 800. I think she has like 760 wins all time right now. So, what chasing a beast. 800? Yeah, chasing 800, win 800. So I think that's is that possible? They play more than 40 games. I think so with all the tournaments. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a lot. 800 wins. I mean, you play 40 games a year for 20 years. I guess so. I have my Cat Osterman card here. You want to see it? Yeah, heck yeah. I want to see it. My little hey, Cat, what's my, up? My Olympic card. Yeah, man. Shout nice. out to Cat, man. Shout out, Cat. Thanks for love, meeting love that me that one time at the basketball some, game. Some Wonder Woman action, dude. She's great. Um, so also on that softball front, talking about our girl, Jessica Mullins, preseason, uh, named to the preseason Sunbelt Conference preseason pitcher of the year. Now, you said something on Twitter. You said day one. Day one. That we've been on this. And I'm going to disagree with you here. Day I one think, this season. How about that? And I think I think I was on the Mullins train before you. Okay. I here And here's where I'm coming from. And – this is not a competition of who's the bigger Bobcat fan. Yeah, well, this is your podcast too. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you that when she signed out of high school, I vividly remember where she went to high school. I do not remember where she went. All right, all right. 
But I remember when we signed her out of high school, I remember sending it to our group chat for the star, for star sports, and being like, this is a really good get. And then having somebody else be like, why is the story not done on this? And it just completely went to the wayside. But I remember being like, this is going to be really good. And she has been proven to be really good. I don't, I understand why we get one really good pitcher every class. I understand that you can't have multiple great pitchers because in softball, you can pitch so many innings. So you don't need to go recruit multiple great pitchers. But man, it would have been sweet to have a player like this with Randy Rupp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just having like another great everyday starter. And I don't think that they ever had that with Rupp. Well, it's because the defense was so good when Randy was there. And I don't think the bats were big enough back then yeah. either. As they always got into those like single game situations, basically, where they would, I, they would be I up never... the whole game. And then the other team would score two runs in like, you know, six, one inning. And that was it. I was going to say, I never remember a game being like five to two, a Bobcat loss. It was always real close. And this year, it's going to be the same way. I think going to be a lot of run, one, run, one, run, one, run, win games. There you go. Get that, say that 10 times fast. I think we're going to win a lot of games by two or less runs. And uh, also happening in the athletics world, women's shot put ranks sixth in the nation. Ah! Do you ever do shot put in high school or were you never, you were dude? Do you see how I was 145 pounds in high school? Damn. Track boy ran the 400. So I was with the fat boys for whatever reason, throwing the discus and the shot put. And I remember throwing the shot put my sophomore year of high school and it just in practice. I never, I never did anything competitively. I've never was very good at shot put, but I remember throwing it and I felt my elbow click. And remember I'm a pitcher left-handed. I throw it and I felt like my elbow click a little bit. And I was like, well, that's done. That was a fun, fun shot put career. There's no way I'm going to hurt myself throwing a metal ball. Absolutely no shot. And uh, I didn't. So that was No good. shot put. <laughs> no shot put. Exactly. So do you do you also blame that on your dad or is that just a you problem? Mm, I blame it on the coaches at uh, Bandera High School. <laughs> you could be in the league. I could be, I could have a podcast with a major league pitcher right now. We can talk off air, but I was having nightmares last night about the lack of coaching I got in high school. <laughs> the lack of coaches you got in high school. Yeah, I should have got a lot more. If I was focused on, if they would have focused on me more in practice about pitching and like mechanics and stuff, I'm telling you, if they ever make time travel, we're changing a lot of things. We're not killing Hitler, or the dinosaurs. We're going back and making me a star because I have the plan now. I have a blueprint to get you in the league. Call me, get the number on the bottom of the screen. I can get your kid into the pros. I got it. One eight hundred calls him. Also in the the track world, that men's two hundred. Uh, team also ranked six in the nation. Isn't that crazy? A lot of a uh, lot of outside the top five finishes is my takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what top five, hey, top it's, five. It's early in the season. There's still indoor stuff. Yeah. So can we? I think get, when, personally, indoor is a lot finish? weirder to run. You ever run in an indoor track? It's weird. No, nope. What What do you think the highest they finish? That you said the teams are six right now. Yeah. Women's shot put in men's indoor track is six. As Women's shot put finish at one, dude. That's what I want. Well, I'm, I'm asking, what do you think they fit? Because right now, you know, early in February, where do you think they finish the season at? Yeah, they don't want to throw out their shoulder. They don't want to Bandera high school moment. Where, so. do you, where do they finish? Answer the question. Women's shot put one. Uh, men's 200 team, probably five. Uh, that's tough. Once you get up there in those times, you're running against yourself, basically. <laughs> And it was the last one, Jessica Mullins. She's going to be the pitcher of the year. <laughs> Preseason pitcher of the year. Let's see if we can get get it done. Yeah, it's going around episode ten. Thanks, Can it. another good one.
<laughs> All right, last person, Kef, Cuba Gooding Jr., Chardello, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.